What You Missed on Weekend Mornings with Jason Dacey. This is Money FM with me, Jason Dacey, in the company of Raju Venkataraman, executive coach, former CFO at Disney Southeast Asia. The Art of Negotiation, How to Negotiate a Pay Rise. You need more money. You're about to sit down with your boss. What kind of approach should you take? <laughs> <laughs> Jason, in an ideal world, we'll all be compensated fairly for our work, right? And an receive races when we do well in our job without having to ask. But that doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. The real world doesn't work like that. More often than not, we have got to ask for the raise, make a case why we deserve it, and do it in a way that sort of makes sense to the organization we are working for. In short, those who don't ask often don't get. Often. Well, like you, I've been on both sides of the fence too, as a boss, giving raises out, and also as an employee, asking people for raises. We, we were colleagues at Disney for four years, but I didn't ever have to ask you for a raise, which is probably just as well because you're such a tough negotiator. <laughs> but let's get uh, to the, your five points that you've given, and I think these are really useful for people out there who maybe have uh, something coming up with their boss, a review, performance review, or some sort of negotiation, or about to start a new job and want to negotiate their salary. So point number one, Raju, do your homework and research your market value. Know your worth. That's true, Jason. That's true. Again, the first step towards any salary negotiation is knowing what your skills and experience are worth in the current market. Every gig, again, it's not an exact number, but every gig has a salary or fee range, right? Mm. So before you even bring it up with your boss, you should try and gather some idea regarding what do the competitors offer people like you? How well does your company pay versus other organizations? Many executive recruiters like Hayes, Robert Walters, Michael Page, and, and mm. Spencer Stewart, they all publish their salary surveys. So take a look at those. Get an idea by speaking to your friends, other people doing similar roles in the same sector, in other companies. They don't give you an exact answer, but they can legitimately be used as a starting point. Starting point's important, isn't absolutely, it? Absolutely, absolutely. And then you have reality checks yeah, along the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I guess if you're going to a small company and you're comparing salaries to a multinational company... It doesn't be, make sense. It doesn't make sense, It doesn't right? make sense, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you do your homework, but then have a reality check, talk to people, mm. and then test your case as you go along. Be in the moment, right? Mm. Okay, okay. That makes, that makes sense. Okay, point number two, build a business case. Show how you have contributed and can continue to contribute to the bottom line, to profits. Correct. So make a list of your specific accomplishments. You need to bring again to the attention of your boss the value that you're adding to the team. Point out specific instances where you went above and beyond the call of duty. So ideally, what I recommend and what I used to do yep. throughout my career, especially during the later part, mm. once I gained some experience, keep a personal log of significant contributions you make. Mm. You will not remember the details. It's funny so how we forget. as you do it, I, in yeah. fact, now my career coaches, I tell them, mm. do it every quarter. Yes. Every quarter, just spend half an hour, 15 minutes or something. Catalog the significant contributions you've made how you have saved the company money, how you might have boosted sales, how you decreased hassle or stress on a project, how you showed leadership under pressure. Use as many details as possible and wherever possible, supported by numbers and facts. 
course, we often forget, don't we? If we're not disciplined about it and, you know, the years go by so fast when we're in uh, corporate jobs, we forget the things that we've done. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You, and in fact, recently, one of my career coaches who has about 20 years of experience as a senior C-suite official, mm. I asked him to do catalog his achievements. And I said, I won't do work on his resume or LinkedIn profile without that. He was initially irritated, but when he went through that process at the end of three days, he said, Raju, that was the best investment of time that I did. Wow. Because it gave him that awareness of himself. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you want to take that five or seven of your recent highest impact Mm. contributions Mm -hmm. and put them in a bulleted list and to drive home your case... You want to support that by copies of emails, memos, notes you may have received from higher-ups or colleagues or clients that have praised your performance. Mm, very important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll share and, and then, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I'll share a quick story. Um, I was going for a review a few years ago, and uh, I was sitting there with my manager, and I realized that uh, I just realized in the moment that I brought in someone that brought a very good deal for that company, and I sort of forgotten about it. So it was my hire that brought the person in for that specific purpose to bring a big deal to right, the company. So right. this is something that we forget, right? If I hadn't hired that person and we had discussed that part of what the job would be, the deal wouldn't have happened, right? Absolutely. Even small things like that. I'm sure you can look back on your Disney career and think, wow, this hire that I brought in for that specific purpose worked out. It is. It's not just your achievements. What are the achievements you helped facilitate? Within your team. How did you help other teams? Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's very prized in an organization. It's not just what you do as an individual, but how you help others succeed. Exactly. One mistake people do, instead of using their superior performance to advocate the salary increase, they talk about things like money they need to rent the bigger apartment, mm. the wedding expenses they have, mm-hmm. or the fact that they are expecting a new baby. This is not powerful, is it? You should only <laughs> ask for a raise if you feel you deserve it. Not because you need it. Yes, exactly. So a lot of us walk around in survival mode and default to what I call the me-centric approach. Mm. Yes, I know exactly what you mean. So the guilt trip is rarely going to inspire your boss to give you what you want. Mm. So keep it company-focused. Keep it company-centric. Keep it professional. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Okay, point number three. Talk to your boss and present your case. Would be beneficial if you have built an army of advocates and sponsors for you. You've touched on this previously in the discussion, but yeah, having people around you that can say, hey, this yes. guy is doing a really yes. good job. And, and also when you seek the meeting and you're pr- presenting your request, support it with documentation. Be calm, be rational. Don't try and insist on an immediate answer. Mm. Because he, too, he or she may have to talk to others mm. and draw attention to quantifiable and what I call incontrovertible data. Right. That so- is very important. Something that no one can dispute. Absolutely. Keep emotion out of it. Stick to the facts. Talking to Raju Venkataraman, executive coach, former CFO, Disney Southeast Asia. The art of negotiation when it comes to getting a pay rise. Okay, point number four. Be ready for discussion and negotiation. Position it as a collaboration and not as a fight. I like that. (laughs) That's that's important, isn't it? If you're going to be adversarial, you've got to coexist with that person later, man. Mm. Right? So be well prepared to discuss your pay. Make sure you know what you deserve. Mm. So having done that, there may be very different elements of the pay package that could be interchangeable and traded off. It's a very good point. Right? A raise does not have to come entirely in monthly salary. Could be a car allowance. Correct. So think of other areas Mm. that you're willing to negotiate. Mm. It may be flexible work hours. 
It may be stock options. Extra vacation. It could be extra, or it could be tuition reimbursement. You want to do an executive MBA and that's going to cost you $50,000. Mm. So whether they can partially finance that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or let's say you're staying apart from your family. Right. So getting to go to hometown once a quarter. It could be anything. Be creative, mm-hmm. basically. Don't box yourself into a corner. Don't be too rigid, I guess, with your mindset. Yeah, yeah, because if you're yeah. just focusing on number, Raju, yeah. it really can get ugly because you just want, you're like a kid that wants that toy and the toy is not going to be given to you and you start like throwing a tantrum, right? Correct. And then once again, Jason, once you've said your piece and you feel you're connected with your boss and things are going well, shut up. Yes, leave that space. Stop talking. A lot of people tend to ramble on. Mm. And inadvertently may talk about some weakness, which is not what you want to highlight. Very good point. And I can share a story, Raju. It's a few years ago, I was going for a um, promotion. Uh, it was a performance review. And I was uh, at that point, I was at senior manager level and I wanted to become a director. Yeah. And I kind of stated my point, but I kind of just kept talking and just talking all this kind of rubbish. And I put my foot in my mouth <laughs> and uh, I don't know what it was. I just kind of went off script. I said the most ridiculous things and I, and, I, and I didn't get the promotion, not surprisingly, but this was a great example of saying too much. I just should yeah. have shut up and yeah. said, look, yeah. I deserve the promotion because of these achievements and leave a silence. A lot of us are uncomfortable with silence. Yeah. And experienced negotiators on the other side Mm. tend to exploit it very well. Exactly, exactly. And I think this is something that I've learned. Next time I won't do that. And um, And one other thing, Jason, mm. we need to remember, don't engage in this negotiation as an ultimatum, as an either or. Yes. Make it a collaborative process. Things like, Let's work on together. Mm, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's important. Mm-hmm. Unless, of course, you think you're indispensable. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's either me or the highway, right? Yeah, yeah. Few of us are, right? Few of us are really very indispensable. Few, very many, few. many of us think, but you're not. Yeah, that's so ve- don't threaten to quit unless you really mean it. Yes, very, very true. Okay, fifth point. Timing is everything. <laughs> not a good time to ask for a, a raise if uh, your company's losing a lot of money, right? It is, it is, mm. it is. Uh, or depending on the mood of the boss, mm. right? Exactly. If you know your boss is on Fridays going for long lunches and coming back uh, you know, with a few bottles of wine under their belt, it's not a good time to talk to them. Absolutely, <laughs> or when they're is. under stress. <laughs> or under stress, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So knowing you're underpaid is decidedly different from knowing when to ask for a raise, mm. right? So, for example, if your annual performance review isn't any time soon, you want to approach your boss after you have done very, very well on a project. That will make your case much easier to present because your boss will already have a positive taste in their mouth. Very, very true. What about, let's say, you're going into a job and you feel that you're not well paid to start with and you might say, hey, Raju, look, I'll take this job, but I feel that I'm at maybe 10000 a year to short or this position's a lower position than I was thinking. Is there any value in doing that? Yes. I think this is a question that uh, I've, I've, I've been asked a lot mm. by career coaches. Yeah, yeah. First of all, it's important not to lie about your current salary. At least that's what I believe in. And we see a lot of that happening, don't yes, we? Yes, yes, yes. And it's easy to check, yeah, isn't it? It's yes, easy to check. Yes, it is. You can just call up. It the is. HR department calls the other it HR is. department. But if you're strong about your candidacy, it is all right to say, hey, there were these circumstances when I took on the, my current role and I know I'm decidedly underpaid. Mm. One of the primary reasons why I'm making my next move, even though I'm doing well in my current job, is because of that. And therefore, it's not fair to use my current salary as a basis. If they still insist on doing it, you have the alternative, man. Right, right. 
What about going into a job of a lower position than you're used to, even if the money is higher? Is that something that you recommend? Let's say, you know, you've been a GM and you're going in as a director at a company and, and it's and the money's okay, but it's not as good as it used to be. And you know it's a slightly lesser role, less responsibility. Jason, that depends on your personal circumstance. There is no meaning. I can't give a general advice in mm, relation mm, to that. Depends on your, it depends on your personal your circumstance. What are you looking for? Mm. For instance, someone may be willing to trade off lower remuneration for a less stressful role. Someone may have enjoyed traveling, but now because they have a partner, they may not want to travel as much and they are willing to settle for something different. Someone else may have gotten bored of what they were doing, even though it's paying them fantastic monies, and they want a new experience. Mm. They want to learn something new. Yeah. So it depends on personal circumstance. There's no sort of... One size fit all. All season mm, yeah, yeah. advice. Mm-hmm. But yes, you should take a, we should be willing to look at it. And I can tell you, I've done that. I've taken as much as a 30% cut in salary when I switched jobs because I was very clear about what I wanted and what type of company that I wanted to work for. And man, thankfully today I can say it proved right because in about one and a half years I made up that 30% gap. That's an amazing thing. It often pays off in the end. Again, you have to, this is a calculated yeah, yeah, risk yes. based on individual circumstances. Mm. Now, talking about salary raise, Jason, I want to share one example sure. from 25 years back. Okay. I was 25 years old. I had done a very good job as a finance executive. I had taken on additional responsibilities that a couple of managers above me used to handle. And it was performance appraisal time. I did my self-appraisal. I had rated myself at the highest Mm -hmm. level. My boss, very nice man. I was very friendly with him. When it was his chance to rate me, he rated me almost on all attributes, one notch below the top. Still good, but not not the best. And the verbatim comments Mm -hmm. were fantastic. It was not the computer days. It was manual. Yes. So it it was my turn to sign and acknowledge Mm -hmm. the performance appraisal. I refused. Really? <laughs> That's gutsy. I had not had drinks. <laughs> so I refused to sign. So what happened? So it automatically went mm. to my boss's boss. Mm. And I did it in a friendly way. Mm. I did it in yeah. a friendly way. So you didn't offend him? No, 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 I didn't. Mm. So the, my boss's boss called me and he said, hey, this guy has rated you fantastically. And I agreed. He has rated me well. Then what's the big fuss about acknowledging it? I then pointed out to both of them, I think he's rating me in relation to the job he wants me to take. Whereas this rating has to be based on the finance executive role that I'm meant to do. Ah, so he was rating you on a higher job. Yeah. And then if you rate me one notch below the highest, you're going to refuse me the promotion. Uh-huh. Then he said, but Raju, you're all of 24 years old. You're young. I smiled. I said to both of them, Did my age ever figure in your mind when you passed on additional responsibilities that 40, 45-year-olds were doing? Very nicely, very nicely. No, I I didn't do it pompously. I didn't do it egoistically. Mm -hmm. I asked in a very earnest tone. Did it even, was it even a consideration? Mm -hmm. Then why should it be a consideration now? So what happened? Ended well. (laughs) Ended well. They changed it. I got a promotion to assistant manager. Fantastic. I got an increment. And most importantly, my relationship with the two of them continued to be good and even better. 
I think that's fantastic because you showed, you know, courage and you knew you'd done a good job. So you had something to back yourself up. Correct. And, and I was yeah. not pompous. Yeah, I didn't yeah. present and them with a, an either or. Way. Yeah, you did it in a friendly yeah. way. I didn't present them with an ultimatum. Yes. And you stayed friends with them, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I think they, in fact, had higher regard for me based on the way I conducted myself. Mm. Mm. That gave them confidence to give more responsibilities. Wow. And here we are, quarter of a century later. You're talking about the art of negotiation on Money FM. I didn't know I would be doing that. <laughs> Raju Venkataraman, executive coach, former CFO, Disney Southeast Asia. Thank you so much for those tips on the art of negotiation when trying to get a pay raise. And hopefully people out there will get a pay raise this week. Best wishes, guys. Yeah.